0: Huck Jewelers Behind the Counter, a new podcast with me, Jim Peterson
1: and Angela Peterson
0: and Huck Jewelers, 7808 East 96th Street, Fishers, Indiana. And today's episode is about essential jewelry vocabulary. That is to say, vocabulary that you really should know what you're doing before you go into a jewelry store.
1: Or at least don't be caught off guard when somebody starts rattling off a whole lot of numbers or letters.
0: Awesome. Like what? What do we got?
1: Well, the first thing is you ask to see a ring, and you look at the tag, and it says 0.57CTTW. The CTTW tells you what the total carat weight of the diamonds in the ring is. Not the one big large one in the middle. It's just the total of all of them combined.
0: Now, it's the CT because carat is abbreviated CT when dealing with stones. Correct. But it's KT when, when dealing, dealing with,
1: with gold.
0: Gotcha. Because carrot's spelled differently for gold than it is for diamonds.
1: Correct. At least here in the States it is. Right. Um, the other thing that you need to look for is the signs whether what you're looking at is 10 carat, 14, 18, 22, etc. Um, and sometimes depending on where the piece comes from, it doesn't have the traditional 14k stamped into it. So sometimes you might see the numbers 583. That's the European uh, way of saying it's 14 carat. That means that it's 583 parts per thousand are actually gold. So 10 carat is 417, 14 carat is 583, 18 carat is 750, 22 carat is 916, and 24 carat is 999. Of course, 22 and 24 carat are too soft to actually use for jewelry, so that's mostly seen in gold leaf or something similar.
0: And so the numbers go up the more carats it has in gold. Correct. And that means that there's more gold per... how does that work?
1: (laughs) Well, when gold comes out of the ground, it's Yeah. And that's too soft to actually use in anything, so you add other... um, other metals to it like for instance to make white gold you add nickel um, Mm -hmm. and then there's a rhodium plating on top of that and to uh, make rose gold you add copper so it depends on how much of those other metals are added to it for stability that tells you how many parts per thousand are actually gold
0: okay okay and then we just simplified it with the carrot system
1: we did yes Sometimes you'll look on a piece of jewelry that seems really inexpensive but really beautiful and it will be stamped GF That means that it's gold filled. Uh It is not gold. There's no part of it. That's gold Uh, Put it back in my opinion (laughs) Um, There's another Sign that you'll see that says GP that means gold plated sometimes it'll say GPL and then the last term is GEP which is gold electroplate which just means that there is a very, very thin layer of gold, um, electroplated, to, that's a chemical process, to the, um,
0: the base, base metal,
1: metal. underneath. Okay. Um, the last number that you'll see is .925, and that's always on sterling silver. And sometimes, um, stones are often set in sterling silver, but usually not diamonds. Sterling at .925, as you can imagine, is very pure and very soft, Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't hold stones very well. Um, If you're looking at diamonds, there are um, certifications that come along with letters GIA, EGL, and IGI.
0: It's an alphabet soup.
1: It is. Um, the GIA stands for the Gemological Institute of America, and here in the States we think that is the standard by which all diamonds should be graded. There is also the European Gemological Lab and the International Gemological Institute, and so that's where the, c- the certifications come from. Because as we spoke about when we talked about appraisals, um, it's just an educated opinion these can these three companies can look at the same stone and still come up with a different evaluation for each. Um, I would say that a GIA stone would command a little more authority than the rest.
0: Okay, what's uh, what's next? Do you have any other vocabulary? When a somebody walk customer walks into a store, what do they need to know?
1: Um, the only other thing I can think of off the top of my head is another diamond term: the small, tiny little diamonds that are often. Um, on an engagement ring or something like that um, that come up with a total weight when you're looking at the ring is called melee. Um and melee is uh, usually um, between one point and ten points um, which is one one hundredth of a carat or a tenth of a carat um, each stone and you add the numbers of those together to come up with the total weight
0: okay Okay, Uh, and then is there anything, um, are there any like diamond substitutes out there? Is there anything that is a little more cost effective than, you know, if you don't want to invest?
1: There are lots of things, however, that might be a topic for a different different. podcast because it's so extensive. Um, Simply everything needs to be disclosed. When you go to a jeweler and you say, is this a diamond? It had better be a naturally earth-grown diamond for them to say yes there's also lab grown diamonds that are chemically diamonds they test as diamond they're just grown in a lab instead of in the ground then there are synthetics and then there's cubic zirconia and then there's moissanite which is an actual stone that mimics diamonds. so There's a lot of different things to talk about, but that should be for another podcast.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Uh, This has been the uh, Hup Jewelers Behind the Counter. It's the Hup Jewelers at 7808 East 96th Street in Fishers, Indiana. And we thank you for listening.